Welcome to another episode of Topical with Michael Schaefer. My guest this week is the very funny Aidan Jones. We have a great chat about how police brutality seems to be progressing. They're no longer targeting Indigenous kids and instead going after 95-year-old white women. So I guess that's progress a little bit. Also, we talk about how Target has become the target itself of a big boycott for releasing some LGBTQI plus merchandise. And we talk about how Bruce Lerman, the man accused, reportedly, allegedly, uh, allegedly uh, accused of raping Brittany Higgins, is cashing in with an exclusive interview on Channel 7. Before we get into all of that, I've got shows coming up in Europe, would you believe? London, Edinburgh, Brussels, Luxembourg, Paris. Crazy stuff. Head to my website, michaelshafer.com, for the details if you're in or thereabouts. But now, let's get into the episode by first getting stuck into the best intro music in the business. Mate, we're back. Good to have you back on the podcast. Thanks for having me back, man. Mate, last time you were on the podcast, it was great because um, firstly, I like that you say what you believe irrespective Uh of... Um, whether it's funny or good or interesting <laughs> well just irrespective of like what whether it will upset people like for example last time you're on the podcast um, you upset a lot of uh, Jordan Peterson fans oh did I so if you I'm not sure if you remember what did I say vaguely did so, I say they're all beta cucks or something yeah basically <laughs> Jordan Peterson is that men's rights activist yeah 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 and then you said oh isn't he that guy who tells you to clean your own bed and suck your own dick yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that's right I did I do remember that anyway yeah, that, that really some, made me laugh that's some hot content really made you laugh and then a lot of uh, insecure men on the internet got yeah. upset and got very defensive I've never tried to suck my own dick you're a liar mate we all we've all all tried, okay? So just fucking grow up. That's why God gave us eight ribs to stop us. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I, I don't believe in God, but that's the only thing that makes me believe in God. If only he had made a second woman out of Adam's <laughs> another rib, we wouldn't have needed either of them. <laughs> They're like, you want a threesome? I need a threesome. I can suck my own yeah, dick. I'm going to stay home with two pillows and a high vertical wall. <laughs> do, you, do you reckon that was what probably God did at first because right. it was probably like I can't imagine the Adam and Eve were like the first crack at making humans you totally know, you don't nail it on the first guy he made the first guy and he's like talk to her and the guy's like <laughs> <laughs> and he's like I've got to start again <laughs> he made the first the circular man was first and that was like Mars he's like okay we got to kill everyone yeah. Mars <laughs> yeah that's why he let's, salted the earth out there salt the earth you can't yeah, go yeah. there's no water out there anymore and he was like we'll start again on earth to see what happens oh mate well that's a good theory about um, yeah about humanity started but uh, getting back Back into uh, today's episode, so I did foreshadow that we'll be talking about how uh, police brutality um, has kind of uh, improved, if you ask me. Um, but what do you mean when you say improved? As in, uh, they're getting like it's it's getting less, or they're getting more brutal? Oh, great question. I'm saying they're becoming more progressive, and I'll tell you mm-hmm. why. So mm-hmm. uh, it's all the back of this really kind of tragic and sad story about this 95 year old woman recently getting tasered by New South Wales police in her uh-huh. aged care facility, and of course, tragic, tragic, sad story. However, I will say this. Normally, when you hear about police brutality, it is being inflicted upon 
innocent indigenous children. Yep. And I'm not saying it's good to taser old ladies. Yeah. However, uh-huh. if the choice is between uh, choking out an indigenous kid who is in your custody yeah. and is not resisting arrest or tasering an old lady in a nursing home because yeah. she has a steak knife. Uh-huh. That's what, that's what it was. She, she had, had a steak, steak knife. knife. Is that brandishing said steak knife? Uh, I don't think. Yeah, you don't. I imagine with steak knives, you tend to brandish. You tend them. to brandish. <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's brandish or not brandish with a steak knife. You don't, you don't just hold a steak knife. No. Um, yeah. I'm just saying. I think that's. I think it's sad. Yes, it's sad she got tasered. But if that's the choice that New South Wales police are making, I think that's the right choice. Like if you're a New South Wales policeman and you're waking up this morning and thinking, should I um, brutally kick? Indigenous child on the street, uh-huh. or should I taser a ninety-five-year-old lady? I'm going to say the ninety-five-year-old lady. Ideally, you don't do either. Yes, but it just feels like that's the binary that we're locked we're in. We're trending in the right direction. We're trending in the right saying. direction. Also, exactly. if someone's ninety-five, like take race out of it. Even if someone's ninety-five, the chances that they've done some taseworthy shit in mm. their life is just higher than say, you know, some nine-year-old kid in the Northern Territory. That is such a great point. Yeah. So what you're saying is that we could be looking at this as just karma coming to It's justice. Yeah. Absolutely. That, absolutely. Whatever she's done, we don't know what it is, but we know she's done something. <laughs> she's 95. She's 95, mate. So. <laughs> <laughs> Someone out there, or maybe they've died because everyone who she ever knew and loved is probably dead by now, but someone out there is like, she had it coming. <laughs> I, I will, because that actually tends to be what happens, because you know how with the internet now, whenever someone you know becomes a public figure, on the internet. Yeah. There's always those people then who all of a sudden decide to uh, dig up everything from their past uh-huh. and and find all of these awful things that they have said or done from the past. Yes. So I can only presume that uh, very soon yeah. people are going to be trolling through this lady's uh, Twitter feed from yeah. 10 years ago. Man, that's so interesting because like it is, it's only, it only ever happens with people who have gone to it's tall poppy shit right yes they've they've gone so high that people don't like it so they're like there must be something bad in there why can't we use the same thing to justify bad things that happen yes like you know i mean i'm like hesitant to go here but like it. when an indigenous kid gets tased <laughs> why don't we go through his instagram see what he's done he was doing whiteface yeah. last week and that was very offensive that was very offensive but no one's out there doing the work that actually needs to be done to absolve all of our consciences uh, i from mean <laughs> you say that but i'm pretty sure they're right. actually every time oh yeah, yeah. Actually, every fucking time yeah. i mean that's yeah, actually exactly what happens yeah, yeah, in fact yeah. great example recently was over in new york there was this uh did you hear about the story about the guy on the subway who was kind of acting somewhat erratically on the subway Uh some people felt uncomfortable and then this like this white dude this former navy seal puts him in a chokehold and kills him wow and he's claiming self-defense at the moment okay and the guy was black as well so there's kind of this like undertone of yeah some kind of race thing anyway it's going back to uh, your point though which is you know, this black guy is the victim of a really awful crime. Right. Some are making the argument it was self-defense, which I think is a quite a specious argument. But yep. um, he's the victim of this very awful crime. And so what do all these, you know, MAGA, Trump, conservative oh, guys do? they seek him out? Well, they just go through all of his history and they're like, oh, well, he's had multiple arrests for... Oh, of course. You know, so yeah, my, yeah, yeah. So to, to answer, so to answer your question, don't worry, racism very much exists. <laughs> <laughs> and whenever a, 
person of colour is a victim, people yes. find a way to make them look like the perpetrator. Yeah, nice. I guess that's so. I get, but coming back to that point, why don't we do that with this? Um, why don't we beautiful, do it with the old lady, ninety-five-year-old lady? Because we don't know anything about her. Who's to say that she's beautiful? You Who's know? to say? I'm going to come out here and say she was a Nazi. I well, mean, she's in. I mean, this is an awful thing to say again, <laughs> but like, she's in a nursing home, you know. So her family can't love her that much. So like, <laughs> what, a, what a horrific line of reasoning. <laughs> I mean, anyone, it's, it who's, <laughs> anyone whose family are poor is a bad person. <laughs> <laughs> I will say this though Like we put uh, My grandparents went into a nursing home Yeah And do you know why they went into a nursing home? Because we didn't want to look after them Yeah So fully. get in that nursing home well, We're not you looking know, after I, I remember when I was a kid I'm lucky enough to still have all four grandparents um, As we speak actually Wow um, All four All four mate Grand's, Grand's had a pretty nasty fall lately So we'll see It's You know But uh, as we speak You're four from four All four I don't think I've met anyone recently Yeah I'm 32 I'm I'm 32 as well. Yeah, yeah. All of mine are dead. Yeah, man. I got all four. Interesting. I wonder um, why mine are dead and yours aren't. Well, my grandparents were all Holocaust survivors. Yeah. But but I wonder if that just that kind of like they, shaved a few years off. They couldn't survive uh, Australia <laughs> in the 21st century. They couldn't survive Scomo. <laughs> what does that say? They survived Hitler, but Scomo got them in the end. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Do you know what is funny though? By the way, about my my grandfather Sam Weizmann, who survived for about five years moving. From death camp to death camp. Wow! So World all War four II. of your grandparents were in uh, death camps. Oh, so uh, I think uh, one of them definitely was. Another one, uh, I believe, like was fled the Nazis or pers- was persecuted by the Nazis, and also another one was. And my fourth grandparent, her name was Esther, uh-huh. and she was um, born in uh, Israel back in oh, you know nineteen twenties or whatever nineteen thirty. Wow. And she married my grandfather, Sam, who, who was the survivor of the five years in the death camps. Oh, and when he would talk about his experience in World War II, my grandmother would be like, yeah, it was tough for us in, um, in Tel Aviv. I think there was, um, there was one day where uh, they tried to fire a bomb at us one day. <laughs> Oh my god! Sorry. And he literally had the fucking patch, yeah. had the fucking whole thing. But she, that was just classic. My grandmother, she always tried to like make what, things about her. Oh, was she joking? Was she joking? No, no, no. Oh, no she no. was legit. I oh, know she's like she wasn't fucking around. She was like, yeah, it was hard for us as really well. Really hard in Tel Aviv, actually. <laughs> yeah, it was really tough. All I these, mean. yeah, it was really hard in Tel Aviv. All these other Jews rocked up <laughs> and wanted to come and fucking stay in our houses. <laughs> these fucking weird European Jews. <laughs> I mean, you say that, but yeah, there actually was a lot of. Raised them towards I the bet, European yeah. Jews Israel because I was like, ah, these guys are. Yeah, because it's a whole different thing, right? There, there's yeah. like Arabic Jews. Is yeah, it Arabic uh, Jews or uh, yeah, I Middle Eastern Jews or whatever? There's the... Sephardi Jews, right. which is like um, African, like technically, yeah, yeah, I think yeah. like Egypt, Morocco, kind of that area. Uh-huh. Um, and yeah, there's there's also Jews from like uh, Iraq and Iran and mm-hmm. that kind of area too. But uh, the, the classic one is me, which is the, the European Ashkenazi. Ashkenazi, Jew. that's yeah. the one. I've yep. been listening to a bit of Mark Maron lately yes. and he's well, always you, tooting the Ashkenazi. I one. always say you can't spell Ashkenazi without Nazi. So <laughs> I'm just saying. Ah, there you go. Isn't that a bit of, a, yeah, bit of that irony? Is funny. But we're going what, back to nursing homes. What was I going to say? Nursing, oh, yeah, when I was a kid, my great grandma was in a nursing home. One of my. A man. When I was born, I had four great grandparents as well. Oh, my God. I know. Um, Do they all have, did they all have kids young? Yeah, my mum was 23 when I was born, just 23 as wow. well. And her parents, my grandparents are, I'm 32, they are 81. 
Um, oh, so they got ages to go. Yeah, they've still got a fair bit. My, my other grandparents are like 85, 86. I thought you were going to say they were like 120. Nah, nah, they're still, they're kicking, man, dude. My, I mean, they don't even live in care. They have a place. My grandpa does gardening. He goes for walks on the beach, all this stuff. My grandma writes poetry. Yeah, they're fucking sweet. Oh, so your grandma's a loser is what you My grandma's a fucking pussy, dude. <laughs> <laughs> Every time I go down Victor Harbour, I give her a wedgie. <laughs> and she doesn't notice. Um... When I was a kid, though, my mum and I and my little brother, we used to go visit my great-grandma in the nursing home there and I would go play piano for them. Mm. And I uh, would just, you know, I would have been like, I don't know, 15, 14, something like that, playing piano. And there was this old lady who used to come who wasn't my great-grandma. She was just some other fucking old lady. And uh, <laughs> I don't know why I said it like that. And you didn't <laughs> laugh. And now I'm like, well, that's just something that I said. Um, <laughs> well, I'm waiting for you to tell me what this old lady did to you. <laughs> she uh, she would come up and uh, she would just, I guess she was like just old and kind of losing her mind. She would just go, can you play on top of old Smokey? Will you, do you know on top of old Smokey? And I'm like, I'm 14, lady. Like, I don't know what you're talking about. She's, on top of old Smokey. She just wanted me to play. Do you know that song? No. Oh, so she was singing a song to you. It's just... On top of See, this stuff. is why yeah. we have to euthanize old people. And I've been saying it for quite a long time. I'm not even joking here. We're getting to the point now, you know, with aged care facilities and medicine, yep. where we're literally just keeping, which it's almost like a crazy experiment. We're just saying, like, how old can we keep people alive? And have them still be cogent and able to, like, talk to us and just see what it is, yeah. But I'm not even sure if cogent is the word. We're actually just trying to keep people alive. Yeah. And irrespective of the quality of life that they have. Yeah. My grandfather, he died by 92. I remember the final 10 years of his life. Every day I'd see him be like, hey, grandpa, how are you? And he'd be like, better off dead. And like that, he said that to me for 10 years straight. Wow. To the point where I was like, yeah, better off dead. Like, it was like a joke. Wow. But, But that's what we're now doing with old people. So we're just like keeping them alive for as long as possible yeah. because no one has the the courage to just yep. pull the trigger and put them out of their misery coming back to this 95 year old woman do you reckon she was just being like fuck this i'm brandishing this knife yeah Death kill by me cop. end my suffering end it now and they were like we need to make an old person's jail <laughs> <laughs> so we can the state can fund her ongoing misery yeah it's just it's just so bizarre that yeah. we're, we're we're just keeping old people alive Kind of for no purpose other than to what keep well, some people maybe because we're afraid to die, so we're like, I would hope that I wouldn't just be allowed to die when I get old, so I'm going to keep this person old so that when I get old, blah blah blah. But I want to just I'd, go out, yeah, I would think so. Well, it depends, I guess you've got to ask them, but like, surely, oh, yeah. I think I'm going to like have it like in like a contract somewhere, yeah, that like. As Very appropriate. As, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Got to bring the law into this, huh? Like, as soon as you notice that things are falling off yeah, for me, yeah, yeah. just put the pillow over my face. As soon face. as you start like writing poetry. If you yeah. ever write a poem comes out of Michael Schaefer, pull the plug. But it's like, I, oh, if I'm writing poetry, it's fine. But as soon as it stops rhyming, then you can uh, fucking pull yep, me out of my yep, misery. Because yep, yep. that's a man whose mind has gone. The, the last thing I want to say about this old lady, because yeah, she would come up and play, like, go, you know, ask me to play on top of old Smokey. And uh, my kind of lingering thought, you know, when you have a feeling when you're young, you don't know what the words are. And now I don't really think I would have that feeling, but I know how to express it. Mm. The feeling then was like, get your own fucking family to have a kid and play (laughs) on top of old Smokey, you know, like, and if you don't have a grandkid who's fucking going to do that, then maybe you should have lived a better life. (laughs) 
And what you're saying is that at 14, you didn't have that uh, jaded idea of the world yet. Yes, yeah, yeah. I had the feeling, but I didn't have oh, the ability the to put it into words. I reckon if you, if you said that to her, she would have died. Yeah. She would have been like, you know what? Yeah, it's true. I've fucking, I've had problems with intimacy my whole life. I could never commit to someone. So now no one's going to play piano for me at the nursing home. Do you know what's fascinating though, just about this um, old lady being tasered? Because it, it actually coincides with this um, other story from New South Wales Police, which is very bad timing is that they're actually launching like a new form of taser like they're they're changing the taser the police use and the the new taser the police are going to use doesn't have a camera attached to it to record incidents Uh and i just think that's very funny that the police are like Mm. don't worry um we're investigating this and also by the way going forward we will not be recording any of these yeah that's great that's cool that the the tasers have cameras yeah 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 so when you when you click the the thing to shoot yeah it starts recording and you know obviously as a result and i think that's how they have that that's how they have that footage a bit of evidence interesting that um the first place mind mind goes to is like handy when you're tasering your mates (laughs) that you don't need to set up a gopro (laughs) 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 You you don't even have to think about it you're just like, I'm going to see him fucking shit his pants and spaz out on the floor. Usually I got to wait three and a half minutes before I can enjoy this, but now I can just go straight into it. But that is uh, that is interesting how like police, because we're trying to make, uh, we're trying to create more transparency with yeah. policing, put body cams on police officers now yep. and all that. And But I like how New South Wales police are like, well, our solution to this problem is to uh, not report it anymore. Yeah. Well, I wonder whether that was... I mean, they were probably already... That was coming in, yeah, right? I that was, was just too... In. It's just an unlucky coincidence yes. for them. But why was that the case? Like, why are they taking the cameras off the tasers? Oh, I just think they're updating their tasers for whatever reason. Maybe it's cheaper to bring in the new ones. Update sounds like a bit of a misnomer there, though, you know? Because yeah. they're not updating it. They're, they're stripping back capability. Yeah, that's true. And also, yeah. the tasers clearly work because they are killing old people. It's like when... <laughs> it's like when... Um, Oh, what's a good example of this? Like, you know, when Facebook changes all the stuff around and it's really annoying and they're like, we've improved the user experience. And you're like, no, you fucking haven't. <laughs> you've made it way worse. Yeah. Or what, you know, when like... What you're saying is you've, you've fired a lot of staff. Yeah, 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 yeah. And you're trying yeah. to spin this as a good thing yeah, for all of us. Exactly, <laughs> yeah, exactly, exactly. Or yeah, when like, when like, uh, like Vegemite bring out that they're going to charge the same amount for like a smaller amount of Vegemite. And they're <laughs> no, like, I think most people are angrier it's than that. It's improved. It's like a fun new, it's a different shape, the jar. And you're like, yeah, and there's less there and I'm paying more, you fucking rat. <laughs> Nothing makes consumers angrier than when they make something slightly smaller, but yeah. still charge them out. Because it's like, you're trying to trick us. Just say, it costs more now, fuck you. Yeah. You know? <laughs> they should just put that on the... It costs more now, fuck you. <laughs> What's the new Vegemite? Oh, this is called Vegemite, fuck you i'm like wow what did i put in that i just i feel like that is like i feel like people just it's like the corporate double speak you know it's the like smiling in your face while they stab you in the back just stab me in the face yeah you want to be stabbed in the face i want to be stabbed in the face well there's an there's an old lady that could have done that for you but unfortunately she's no longer with us look Interesting that you're talking about, Dale, this like um, corporations running into issues because we've just seen this now with Target over in America. Oh, so, sick. very interesting story. I mean, we kind of see this happen again and again, and Target is the latest victim of it. So, they become the target of a, ironically, the target uh-huh. of a boycott. Yes. Because they release like some uh, LGBTQI plus friendly clothing. So, basically, yep. like 
you know, kids' clothes that say, like, you know, pride or, yeah. you know, fuck me, something, something. <laughs> you know, <just> yeah. <laughs> I was trying to think of how to make that joke and you got there first. That's great. <laughs> that was, that was, imagine walking through, like, a kid's arm and it says, like, oh, fuck me, daddy. Yeah, and you'd be yeah, like, yeah, yeah, I'm yeah. actually, I'm, I'm wearing that myself. Horny little bitch or whatever. <laughs> Man, you know what's crazy? And I, oh, what was I, I I'm listening to this podcast at the moment called Art Holes. Um, it's just like a history, personal history of famous artists. Great podcast. The guy just does deep dives and, and tells these stories in a fun way. Mm. Um, Jackson Pollock is the one I'm on at the moment. Jackson Pollock, fucking psycho. When he was just like alcoholic, grew up, was completely like kind of on the outer in his own family, never developed any social skills. So when he was in his 20s in New York, he would just get drunk at parties and he was unable to like reach out and try and connect with women, but he'd still like wanted to have sex. Mm. So people noticed around him that if he was attracted to a woman, he would just like scream at her and, and call her awful names. And like a couple of times he like assaulted women, just a, a horrific person. So he basically like just like a teenage boy. Yeah. Like but a, in like a 20, in like into his late 20s, as an adult, screaming like, you know, fuck you, fucking bitch, whatever. And um, now, where was I going with this, Michael? Now, what's this got to do with children wearing fucking oh, yes. t shirts? When I, when I was uh, like maybe 13 or 14, we went on a family holiday. And I remember my friends, you know, your mate's older sister, old, hot older sister, mm-hmm. who she would have been like 16. And I, I remember she had a top, it was a t shirt. With uh, I think I think it just had slut, or or <laughs> something like that. In I, like there are a lot of those t-shirts going around. Or yeah, yeah. Maybe it wasn't slut, or maybe it was like I've like seen slut something t-shirts. about tits or yeah, something yeah. like that. Yeah. And I remember saying to her at the time, I noticed it, and also she had boobs, and I was like fourteen. I was like, oh, and I remember saying something to her like, oh, isn't that t-shirt like a bit slutty? <laughs> and I think about that with so much shame because now I realize all I really wanted to say was like, hey, I've noticed your tits. I think you're really attractive and that's yeah. exciting to me. <laughs> but I didn't know how to say that. So I was just like, you're a slut. <laughs> <laughs> I love how that, I mean, that's kind of how the teenage mind does yeah, work. Yeah. yeah, you should have said that to the um, old lady who kept singing to you. Yeah. <laughs> 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 what I wanted to say is I'm sorry that you didn't have a family of your own to take yeah, care of you in your yeah, old age, yeah. but what came out was you're a bit of a slut, you're aren't you? You're a slut, aren't you? In fact, if you were a slut, you would have children to look after you. <laughs> Funny. I guess what I find fascinating is that, yeah, so people are, people like, you know, idiots are worried about, um, you know, kids being sexualized or being yeah. exposed to, you know, sexual ideas that they're not pr- ready for yet. Yeah. But then for years we have been selling We've been selling this kind of stuff, yeah, but it's when it's for straight, like normative whatever stuff, it's, it's all good. You, you know? can you can write cum guzzler on yeah. your fucking t shirt. But don't you let but a if boy it's wear a, that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But if it's not but if it's because you wanna have fuck a dude, yeah. That's fine. That's yeah. But yeah, if uh, as soon as you put like pride or anything yeah, a yeah, rainbow yeah. colour. Cum guzzler, but all the like words are different rainbow colours. <laughs> yeah, if you get the fuck <laughs> Out of this McDonald's. I want a monochrome cum yeah, guzzler on yeah, that t-shirt. Yeah. Thank you very much. Yeah, it's um and well anyway, as a result of this boycott, they've lost um a couple billion dollars have been wiped off their share price. Wow. Because but this is what I think is fascinating about boycotts is that they don't the boycott itself doesn't have to work. Mm-hmm. What you need is the perception of the boycott to work. Just the fact that people know, oh, there's a boycott. Exactly. Yeah. And then all of a sudden investors will get there's a fear. bit concerned. They go, Oh, well, we better sell then just in case it drops. 
and that just creates the spiral. Mm-hmm. So what I find is interesting about boycotts now is you don't you don't actually have to boycott the product at all. Uh-huh. You can just say you're boycotting you the product. We're and boycotting because that's more effective than actually boycotting. Yeah, you know I mean, like you can say I'm boycotting, but still just shop at Target and yeah, and it will still have as long as you know someone who works in the media that you can tell you're boycotting and get a couple good sound bites exactly. out of. Exactly. Yeah, then you're all sweet. What I find well, s- d- sorry d- didn't uh, didn't Target just completely downsize and anyway? didn't they just like a year or two ago close like half of their Australian stores? I don't see them around Australia much anymore. Yeah, I mean, maybe it's obviously overseas and in the States or whatever as well. Mm. But yeah, I, n- I noticed that because I always used to go to Target for my clothes and now that's just all at Kmart mm. or Big W or yeah. whatever. But it's all Kmart. That was around the time when that brand Anko came out, yes. which I'm convinced is just some fucking, some like oil oligarch's <laughs> nephew who just didn't have a job. And it was like, man... I'll buy you a warehouse and we'll just make a bunch of shit. All right. Well, I think that yeah, I think all of my clothes are Anko. Yeah, same. I'm wearing Anko right now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And that's that's the brand that Kmart stocks. Yeah. And yeah, it's it's just interesting when you buy a t-shirt from that's Anko and it's like seven bucks for a t-shirt and you're like, well, this is a very good t-shirt. I wonder how much human suffering has yes. gone into this t-shirt Man. to make it so cheap. You know, it would be really funny because Anko is a brand that I feel like in Australia now everyone knows, mm. but it's not a brand name that you're proud of wearing. Of course not. It's not Gucci, but it's more more prevalent than Gucci. Wouldn't it be funny to wear a shirt with just massive Anko branding on it? (laughs) I wonder if that would be cool. Maybe I should write a bit about Anko and then sell that as merch. I wonder if I'd get done for like, you know, trademark infringement. (laughs) Yeah, this is my Anko cum guzzler t-shirt actually. It's selling very well, very well. Yeah, yeah. I feel sorry though for a lot of these conservatives because they are... Constantly having to boycott stuff. Yes. Because so many... Like, if you're going to boycott Target for launching a range of, you know, gay pride-friendly yep. clothing, you have to boycott everything. Heaps of stuff. Because everywhere's got pride shit going on. Every company is cashing in on pride. Yep. Every company is... And it, this is what I think is interesting is that they're not... It's just capitalism that they're boycotting. Yeah. Because it's not like Target... And I've talked about this before on the podcast. I don't think Target or, or anyone in the management at Target give a shit at all no way. about the rights of gay people. Yeah. What they give a shit about is making money. Yes. And they've gone, oh, well, if we launch this this line of clothing, that's a market that we can sell to and we'll yeah. make money. Yeah. So all they care about is It's that. an advertising campaign. At the core of it, it's just another advertising campaign. And they have multiple advertising campaigns running. Some of the advertising campaigns are like, our clothes don't break. So yes. if you're a mom, you get that one. Some of them are like, hey, this is like a Barney the Dinosaur top. Yes. Some of them are like, we like gay people. Why don't they have, and what they should do, if I were Target... Do another would right-wing have, one. To, well, just do a homophobic line of, yes. of clothes. To, to keep those people on board. So you have your gay pride section mm-hmm. and then you have all these other t-shirts for kids that just say, you know, it's Adam and Eve, not Adam and Steve yeah. or whatever. <laughs> yeah. So, you know, just, a, just that, just to kind of keep everyone happy. Because if you're Target, your goal is just to sell, just as, to many sell as many t-shirts as possible. Yeah. I mean, Michael Jordan famously apparently said, you know, conservatives buy, Republicans buy shoes too. And that's why he never wanted to come out and take a side in oh, politics. sick, man. The and goat. My, my point is, well, I mean, he's actually said he didn't actually say that quote. It's been misattributed to him. But my point is, if you're Target and you just want to make as much money, okay, yeah. just keep the gay pride section and then just launch your homophobic pride your homophobic pride section where and and you can have both of them just have it be a different brand a different you know a different line a different store whatever yes wasn't there another company like a food something recently that came out with a trans the m&ms 
M&M's. Did you see this? No. Oh. oh, there was a trans M&M. One of the M&M's, they were like, that's a trans one. <laughs> and and then I know like, that they launched Fox, new M&M's. And Fox yes. News were like, what the yeah. fucking, what the fuck is this? <laughs> it's like, it's not trans. It doesn't exist. It's not a real... Who cares? We're going to Andrew about a fictional chocolate at this point now. <laughs> a chocolate can't be trans. A chocolate can't be anything. <laughs> it can be yummy at best. Yeah. All a, chocolate can identify as delicious. That's kind of all yeah. it can be. It was yeah. either trans or non-binary. Well, I mean, and also just by the way, in the US, so Bud Light, uh-huh. the, and this is very funny, so Bud Light um, did like a sponsored post with Dylan Mulvaney who's a trans woman. Okay. And so she um, posted this thing on Instagram and all, you know, it was, it was like, it wasn't like a huge marketing campaign. It was just like one video of her like drinking Bud Light or whatever to promote it. And again, all these conservatives got angry and were like, fuck Bud Light. We're going to boycott Bud Light. Uh-huh. My favorite thing about the boycott was that what they would do is they would go and purchase cans of Bud Light and then film themselves shooting them with an, Sick. An AR-15. Yeah, great. And I just think that's very funny because you're still your boycott still involves giving yeah. them money, <laughs> and you're like bigging up their profile. You yeah. know, it's free advertising. Yeah, watch this can of beer get shot by a gun. Yeah, that's the coolest ad I've ever heard in my life. <laughs> it's actually pretty. That's good. the sickest ad ever. I'm going to buy some Bud Light right now. Yeah, but then because of that, because of that backlash, then Bud Light was like, oh, we got to release a new. Campaign that gets straight, <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> but, but the campaign video was so funny. It was like a horse riding through cornfields and like oh. the American flag in the background, and it was just like clearly just trying to like appeal to these patriotic fuckwits. That's beautiful, man. And, um, but that's what that's what Target has to do. You yes. just gotta, you just got to have you just got to appeal to both people. So this is and that's what I do. By the way, this is my progressive podcast <laughs> this yes. is the one that I put out on Spotify yeah and if you want to find the real podcast that I do <laughs> uh, that's do what that sheet is over <laughs> in the corner <laughs> if you want to hear the rest of the manifesto uh, <laughs> you can follow me on discord and uh, that's where I talk about how the white race is being replaced yes. so my point is that everyone needs to just branch out and just be you got to have multiple income um, mm-hmm. revenues is what I'm saying um, what's uh, is it Telegram? Isn't it? People are. Is that an avenue to promote shit? Uh, I think it's an avenue to promote white supremacy. I well, believe because mostly. Um, a comic who we both know, and so I won't say their name, promoted a gig on Telegram <laughs> in the comedy festival, and wow. it did really well. It did well. Well, yeah. but wait, Telegram though is mostly because it's like an encrypted messaging app yeah. platform. It's mostly used by um, uh, drug dealers. Mm-hmm. And anti-vaxxers, yeah, Nazis, yeah. Uh, you get your terrorists as well using that, yeah. So, what kind of people were turning up to the show if you're advertising on Telegram? Well, I did spots on the show. I don't know why I don't want to say the person's name. I guess I just don't. But like, yeah, I did spots on the show. It was a showcase that it they was were a promoting, showcase, right? And there was, was full. The, was the crowd full of skinheads? No, nah, it was just it seemed like a pretty regular crowd. There was like, <laughs> like uh, it was mixed race crowd. There was women. There was men. There was some older. people people i didn't see that many it wasn't a young crowd but okay. like other than that that's about it okay and i was just like how did you get the people to this show and it was like telegram telegram like, what does that mean What's wait did he mean like, the app or was he actually using was it telegram <laughs> i had to learn morse code to promote yeah. this show and i gotta say it was worth handing it. out flyers at the shrine of remembrance every, <laughs> every saturday morning <laughs> <laughs> just like going out, just at the Anzac Day Parade. Just yeah, being yeah, like, yeah, yeah. Here's a telegram. 
But uh, well, that's fascinating because I, I actually found out that I was uh, being uh, uh, what's the word? Um, a joke of mine had been shared around in a white supremacist Nazi group. Oh, yep. uh, on Telegram. They liked it or they didn't like it. Uh, they didn't like it. It was a joke about how Indigenous people should kill white people on Australia Day. Uh huh. And uh, the Nazis were like, "Oh, look at this Jew mm-hmm. talking about the eradication of the white race." Right. Which I think is always upsetting when Nazis have a crack at Jews for trying to eradicate the white race. Yeah, it's like I'm tit white. for tat. That's a bit. I'm like, well, yeah. First of all, yeah. <laughs> I mean, look what you did first yeah. of all. Yeah. And also, I'm kind of white. Do you know what I mean? Like white enough. Yeah, like I could like like I'm very white passing. Yeah. So if I was like starting this um, conspiracy to kill all the white people, very dangerous for me because I could easily accidentally be caught up in it. Yeah. So if there are any Nazis listening, they don't listen to this one. Listen to the, the they listen this, to the other one. The other one that yeah. I do. Um, but if there are any Nazis listening to this one, I'm not trying to kill white people. I because I'm because I'm worried that I would get I would get kind of caught up in that. What's your thought do you on know that? Who's trying to kill white people though? New South Wales police officers. Yeah, they're branching out into like killing white people, and they're better for it. Better you for know? It. Sorry, can I just quickly mention one more thing about the, yeah, the yeah. old lady who got tasered? This I thought was the crazy thing about the story. So she died after a week or so, uh-huh. and then the New South Wales police. I th- I'm pretty sure this is real because I saw the tweet, and they tweeted this lady. Um, passed away peacefully in her sleep surrounded by her family oh crazy <laughs> it's like you mean after you tasered yeah, her to death yeah that's the, uh, the wildest to give a condolence for a lady that you tasered it'd be like if OJ Simpson uh-huh. on the anniversary of his wife's murder every year rest is like peace, rest love in peace love <laughs> yeah yeah it's well like, especially it's like of course she was surrounded by loved ones they all saw her on the news <laughs> like they all flew in because they saw that you fucking attacked her <laughs> that's so true because often uh, old people will die suddenly yeah because they will fall and you won't actually be there when they pass away that's one good thing that sounds yeah that sounds like a run-up to saying like you know (laughs) maybe be grateful (laughs) it's true man you know i mean this is an awful thing but i I do think it like i got four grandparents Mm. and i think you know if one of them dies like i'll obviously be sad but i'm also like i hope it happens at like an opportune time like when my my grandma three years ago got really sick Mm. And I was doing a joke about it where it was like, I was in Adelaide at the time for the fringe and and we all thought she was going to die. It was like about to happen. And I was like, that's cool. I mean, that's like awful, but like also I'm already in Adelaide. So like, I don't have to have another flight. So it's like kind of handy. Yeah. And then she didn't die. Oh, that's annoying. And I was just like, fuck man. That was a window. Yeah. That was the window. Old people don't die at convenient times. Yeah. I've noticed. I'm worried about that. Like what if she died like first week at Edinburgh? I don't know. I mean, I... Would I fly back? I guess I'd have to see how I felt in the moment, but like, <laughs> fuck. <laughs> it's so true. I think, and again, this is my point about old people is that we're keeping them old for as long as possible yeah. to the point where they're just a burden on everyone. Uh-huh. No one want. we all go to visit them out of guilt and to make sure we stay in the will. Yeah. This is why euthanasia is such an elegant solution to all of this. What about? Because you can plan it, you can have a date for your death. And just make one that's... Com- everyone's like, hey, can I die on Saturday? Oh, that's not good. I'm going to the, the yeah, theatre that the day. I've got a stuff. movie. Can, how's Monday for you? I'm busy in the afternoon. Can you die in the morning? Yeah, sure. Let's schedule it 9 o'clock on Tuesday. Grandma's going to cark it. We're all going to be at the nursing home. What time of the year is everyone at home? Christmas. That would be you, every year. Uh, all the old people. You want to die? Wait four months. We're doing them all at once. We'll do them. <laughs> <laughs> How, uh, can I just say, I'm, as someone who's never experienced Christmas because of my Jewish background, uh, of fuck, that would make me jealous. Because I would, 
and you guys are just like not doing it. You're like, I got a wedding in October. You're like, fuck, man, tough religion. <laughs> a wedding? Sorry, a funeral. Yeah, yeah. A wedding? What the fuck? For us, it would be like Rosh Hashanah because that's like Jewish New Year. That's all the right. big one for us. So yeah, yeah, that's yeah. We start the new year just by killing one of our grandparents. Kill all of the, all of the grandparents. <laughs> that would be a beautiful way to have Christmas lunch. Yeah. Do you know what? It also solves the issue of your grandparents being racist at Christmas lunch. There we go. To your partner who yep. might be, you know, a, a not white. Yeah, if you're marrying outside, you know, marrying which outside. brings us to the And I, you know, I do think a lot of. Sorry. <laughs> I was just, just going to make some dumb joke. Well, I just, I, I know that from speaking to uh, people who are from, to Gentiles like yourself, uh-huh. I do know that one of the big um, issues they have when they get to Christmas is, yeah, introducing yeah. their non white partner to their grandparents. Yeah. And often they want to kill their grandparents. <laughs> that day anyway yes. because of all the annoying demented racist things they're saying so you could so I'm just saying if you have the opportunity to just kill them then yeah that'd be great because otherwise you got to put a steak knife in their hand and call the police and <laughs> say she's, she's brandishing <laughs> a knife a and I just think it'd be so much easier to to just do the euthanasia and plan it in advance it'd be like it wouldn't be Christmas day but it'd be like the 27th <laughs> that day every year you're allowed to kill your grandparents <laughs> so you have christmas day you have christmas you day you give the boxing day you have sales boxing day because it's just like we're all chilling out you've fucking got that food coma thing going on and the crickets on or whatever 27th some people are going back to work most people have got it off and yeah. you're like all right guess today's what? the day guess what, <laughs> guess what guys i got two for one cyanide pills at the boxing day sales <laughs> we can get rid of all four for the price of two you know that's the day when you're like all right you know i want to get out in the garden i want to do the grass i want to clean the house we're I still getting Hey, we're stuff. still getting out of the garden. We're just digging grass. Yeah, we're, we're still doing it. We're fertilizing the tomatoes. <laughs> Man, this is funny. Well, you know, you've got still got four grandparents left. Yeah. So you could be the change. I could be that the we change. Want to see. I can't wait till December 27 when the headline is uh, multiple... Yeah, um, quadruple homicide. Quadruple homicide. <laughs> <laughs> we lost 400 years of experience between them. <laughs> Man, I like that a lot as an idea. Man, another big story that's been happening uh, this week, which I'm um, only kind of just broke yesterday. I've been thinking about it a lot since it broke, which is so. Do you know uh, Brittany Higgins? She was the um, woman who uh, accused uh, a man, Bruce Lerman, of mm-hmm. raping her in Parliament House. Allegedly, <laughs> allegedly. <laughs> <laughs> that was just our lawyer uh, walking in, <laughs> just yelling into Aiden's microphone. <laughs> Well, I said accused. I yeah, said yeah, accused. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I uh, did accuse him of, of raping her. Probably did it. Um, allegedly. <laughs> allegedly, probably. Probably, probably, almost certainly, definitely, <laughs> definitely a rapist and uh, needs to be killed. But uh-huh. no, no, look, so he, he gets accused of this, right? And I think the, the trial, there was a mistrial. Um, yeah, when they, that's right. Because the jury, jury. One of the jurors apparently had, um, was reading some material yeah. uh, that was um, not permitted. Mm. Um, it was like a, a study about the likelihood of women um, telling the truth when they make these types of claims. Right. It was something about that. And right. so it was the kind of thing that was very prejudicial mm-hmm. for a jury member to, to be reading. And so they, they called a mistrial and they didn't do another trial. So I guess he's just walking because free now. Because she didn't want to go through it again? Was that it? I think, she yeah, didn't she want to testify like, again? Yeah, yeah. I think she, I mean, obviously going through it once is horrific. Mm-hmm. And then again, and I imagine you would lose a lot of trust as well in the justice system. Yeah, totally. So point being, but now they're suing each other for defamation. Sick, man. So now they're in the civil courts. Yeah. 
But anyway, the point is that the thing that broke yesterday was so Bruce Lerman, mm-hmm. the accused rapist, is now doing a like a tell-all interview with Channel Seven. Right. Uh, and I saw the promotion yesterday, oh. and it was like Channel Seven has the exclusive interview with Bruce Lerman to, to give his side of the story. Yeah, and obviously he's being paid very well to do this. Totally. And there's something that just is I find deeply troubling and upsetting about that: the state of journalism in this country. Totally. And the fact that you can profit off being accused. Of, of rape. rape it's just something about it just makes me deeply yeah deeply man, upset about so it gross isn't it and the fact that he's happy to do that as well he the fact that he's happy to profit off of being accused of rape yeah i mean i guess in his mind he didn't do it i'd love to know i, mm. I don't know what his version of events is that just none of it happened that that night actually is not even a real date in the calendar i was fascinated by what his defense was yeah and basically, I think his assertion was I never even had sex. Right. So his assertion was, which is interesting because usually with these types of trials, yeah. there is usually a concession that there was sex. Yeah. Um, but then, of course, the man will say, oh, but it was consensual. Yeah. Or at least I didn't know that it wasn't yeah, consensual yeah. or something like that. But I believe his version of events is that, oh, we were drunk and we were fooling around in the bar. And then we went back to Parliament House we we went our separate ways and uh-huh. at three o'clock in the morning. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And you know, yeah, I yeah. think that was his. That was kind of the 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 defense that he ran uh-huh. uh, at the trial. Man, I, I just thought of this. You ever see the movie Idiocracy? Idiocracy. Yeah. No. Uh, it's a great movie. The premise is uh, five hundred years in the future, humanity has stopped like. Um, the uh, evolution by natural selection has stopped being about who's the most intelligent because we just it's just who reproduces the most. Yes. So humanity trends towards being stupider. So in 500 years, <laughs> everyone's dumb <laughs> because just dumb people have more kids. Sorry, is this just not a documentary about <laughs> the, well, the anti vax movement? It's, a, it's <laughs> an incredible satire. It's really funny. It's yeah, Luke yeah. Wilson. It's like 2005, and then a guy from 2005. And a girl are frozen in an army experiment and they wake up in 500 years time and they're like normal people, but now they're the smartest people in the world. Yeah. And there's a scene where it's very funny. Society's just crumbled and he goes to the White House because he's the smartest man in the world. And they're like, how do you fix like the crops or whatever? And he gets his lawyer is like one of the second lead character is just an idiot from the future. He's like, dude, like they're all so dumb. And he can't, he brings his lawyer to the White House. And the first thing he says when he gets to the White House, he's like, dude, you got me to the White House? Dude, this is sick. Everybody gets laid at the White House. Everybody. <laughs> and it's like, maybe that's what Bruce Lerman thought yeah. about Parliament. He's Parliament. like, dude, I'm in Parliament House. Everyone fucks in Parliament House, man. This is sick. This chick's here. It does show a lot about the state of politics in Canberra yeah. when that when that exists, where people are like, oh yeah, Parliament, that's where everyone goes to yeah, fuck, Yeah, right? like as if they even went back to Parliament House at 3am. Like, I get that that's your world and that that's like where you exist and this your workplace work, but like it's fucking parliament man stay out of there at least fuck on the lawn or fuck something somewhere go to a fucking hotel room you fucking psycho that's where that's our fucking government and you're like man I want to plough in the fucking room 32B cabinet I want to plough where they vote on the voice to parliament yeah. that's where I want to be that's what gets me rock hard I want to fucking cover her mouth up so there's no voice in the oh, <laughs> oh, allegedly, allegedly 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 but I think that's that's the state of journalism in Australia is that they'll like at the at any opportunity like they're just gonna 
try to just make some money yeah. irrespective yeah. of the consequences and irrespective of who you're giving the money to. Like next week, they're going to be interviewing Bill Cosby. They'll be sitting down with yeah. a one-on-one with Bill. And they'll be like, mate, you know, you've been, you've been released from jail. So let's get your side of the yeah, story. what do you reckon? We need to hear from men who almost certainly are yeah. sex offenders. Man, it's like that... I op- will say also just one more thing uh-huh. is that I just think that male sex offenders already are on TV heaps. Yes. So I'm just not sure if we need to put another one put on TV. another one. Yeah, it's just like, haven't we already got that show, <laughs> you know? Like yeah. there's The Simpsons and Family Guy. <laughs> Do we really yeah. need Futurama? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, I don't, I don't want to name all the male sex offenders that are on yeah, Australian yeah, TV yeah. right now, but all I'm saying is there's quite there's a few. Plenty. <laughs> yeah, there's yeah, plenty. Yeah, yeah, there's plenty. Uh, in fact, uh, we, um, bloody, remember uh, Burke, uh, Burke from Burke's Backyard? Oh, is he one? Well, he got he got me too, right? I think I do remember that. Uh, and My, but, but what was awful about that? So Burke from Burke's backyard. I don't even know his second name. Well, I think his name is. I think his second name is Backyard. <laughs> <laughs> I think his second name is And Wills. <laughs> yeah. But anyway, that guy who got, um, I think, done for yeah, being like a creep on set or on right. something. He got done. He lost his show, and then sits down for a tell-all interview with Tracy Grimshaw on a current affair, the yeah. same network Fuck. that he's been kicked that off. He's been fired from. And it's just like, oh, aren't you? Oh, haven't isn't Channel Channel Nine absolute geniuses? Yeah, they found out a way to like lose a star, but still just eke the last few dollars out of him Genius. by doing the tell-all interview with him. I, I guess my point is that the Bruce Lerman exclusive. It's not the first and it won't be the last. Yeah, totally. There's, it, there's an old Patrice O'Neill joke where he said uh, there's people who understand money who... He's like, I wish I understood money because, you know, there's people out there who understand money that when they see, like, a fucking tidal wave or a to- tornado or whatever, some disaster, they start, like, jacking off. They're just <laughs> like, oh, yes. How many people were killed? Oh, oh I'm going to make so much money. <laughs> and it is, man. I mean, even that, <clears throat> that book, The Barefoot Investor or whatever, that's what all these network executives are. Yeah, that whenever man. They, they see, see someone get raped, they're like fucking sick. We're man. gonna make so much money off Book this. in the fucking prime time slot yeah, for the next yeah, three yeah. months. Hundred percent. While we wring this dry. Hundred percent. Yeah. Well, there, there's um some of the like most ubiquitous financial advice is always it's like the buy low, sell high in shares. And uh, it wasn't the Barefoot Investor, but it was that same guy. I think it's called Unshakable is one of his other books. Okay. And I listened to it uh, on Audible years ago. And one of the things he says was when the markets are going down, you want to pay attention to that because that's when you want to buy. But if you take one layer of abstraction away, what does it mean when the markets are going down? It means people are losing people money. Are suffering. It means people's fucking lives are just going to shit. And you're mm. like, oh, great. Go, 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 go. <laughs> Sick. <laughs> you're like waiting for that to happen. It's like, you fucking suck, man. Yeah, and it all comes down to essentially just profiting off human misery. Yeah. But you're like, yeah, but it's like, if I don't do it, someone's going to do it. <laughs> hey, man, she already got raped, okay? Yeah, so we, I might as someone's well... Someone's got to make money off it. Someone's going to make money off it. My kids are fucking... He wants a PlayStation. <laughs> At least something good can come I out of all this. I didn't rape her. <laughs> yeah, man, it's awful, isn't it? That's why, you know, us, the starving artists, the, the fucking noble paupers we're yes. the only people doing the right we're thing the in the world by but you know what i'm now going to purchase target shares because they're down of course and they're suffering and yeah. i'm going to swoop in and save the gay kids yes and that's the first thing i'm going to say when i'm on the board of target as their major shareholders guys 
We need to get some homophobic merchandise on the tables. Maybe that would be a good way to operate in the share market was if you had some sort of lever to pull in the media, pretend that there's a boycott. What company's doing really well right now <laughs> that I could just say there's a boycott of them to get their shares undervalued their shares. <laughs> so that then I can buy and then it'll rebound. You That's know? a genius idea. Yeah. You'd be like, hey guys, Twitter, huge boycott of Twitter right now. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> Um, mate, thank you so much for coming on the podcast. Thanks it's been for great having me. Have you got anything you want to plug for our dear listeners? Mate, I would love to plug. Uh, what shows have I got coming up? Is this coming out this week? This will be coming out shortly. Yeah, I've got uh, Canberra on the 21st of June, Wollongong on the 22nd, and Warrnambool on the 25th or 4th or 5th, I think, of June. Um, so, uh, yeah, solo shows about quitting drinking. Then I'm doing a bunch of shows in Europe. If anyone is in Reykjavik, uh, Dublin. We got a huge following in Reykjavik. Massive. Yeah, that's actually where all of our <laughs> listeners are. For whatever uh, reason, they love us over in Iceland. And uh, and Dublin and Edinburgh and Gothenburg are the cities right now. Also, I've launched a new podcast called Still Not Drunk, which yes. is uh, we're going to record an episode of that very shortly. We're going to record that right now, uh, probably in about five minutes' time. Yeah. Um, so stay tuned. I don't understand how podcasts work. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> it's not a radio show, mate. You're going to have to click on his podcast now to hear that episode. Um, it's a podcast about drinking hosted by a comedian who doesn't drink we talk shit we have an alcohol free beer and um, yeah that's basically it so if you want to hear that still not drunk wherever you get your podcasts Aiden Jones comedy on Instagram all of that amazing well thanks for listening guys and stop right now and go and listen to me and Aiden talking about alcohol on his yes. podcast good night everyone yeah.